You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked into the virtual matrix. Please stand by. For the latest in professional wrestling. I am the master of the middle finger. Video gaming. Cheap ass whoopers. Sorry, sons of bitches. And movie entertainment. Beer drinker. Among beer drinkers. And here's your host. All I'm offering is the truth. JJ Sexy. Welcome, guys, to another edition of Unplugged, exclusively right here, SundayNightShowdown.com. And, and I, too, kind of feel like I'm digging up a serving of uh, of them bones, quite frankly. Very apropos from Alice in Chains tonight. And uh, I don't even really know where to begin at this point with the interesting debacle that is WWE NXT. Uh, with that said, I want to go ahead and bring on... My special guest host tonight, and I'll go ahead and play his entrance music. Maybe you'll figure this one out here in just a second, ladies and gentlemen. Making his debut tonight on Unplugged for the first time ever. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my guest co-host tonight for NXT. The one, the only, the Hef is in the house. Hi, JJ. Hi, JJ. How are you? I'm good. What's going on, Hef? Not much. I've noticed that NXT had more matches on it than my Raw taping yesterday did, which pissed me off a little bit. But other than that, uh, other than that, I'm pretty good. Well, I mean, I- I'm assuming that you went and got your money back. I'm going to. I don't know if I can make it down there to the uh, arena because it's like an hour and a half from my house, but I'm going to try. Well, I- you know what? I didn't think it was an awful show, but I didn't think it was a very good show. Let's put it that way. No, I didn't think it was an awful show either. I let... Actually, I kind of like the MacGruber stuff, which surprised me. Really? I, I thought the MacGruber yeah. stuff was awful. Well, I guess just because it, it was live and it was, like, when they blew up R-Truth, it scared the shit out of me, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for those of you not in the know, tonight on NXT, just to, just to make sure that all rumors are cast aside, R-Truth is fine, ladies and gentlemen. He made his appearance tonight uh, in the corner of his uh, NXT rookie, Michael Tarver, so our truth is not dead, ladies and gentlemen. He absolutely fell down from the sky after last night and is uh, is fine. Yes, I was happy to hear that he survived that. Absolutely. Well, you know what? <laughs> I guess we should go right into NXT. So let me set this up. Uh, I found the perfect music for NXT tonight, and, and I think everybody is going to love this. Everybody is going to love this. Uh, did I say that our truth was uh, Darren Young's pro? I meant Otunga. I'm, you know what? The show's a blur for me. 
But with that said, here's the entrance music for NXT tonight. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of American Gladiators featuring the NXT rookies of the WWE. I mean, what did you think about the whole stick challenge tonight, Hef? I thought that that was absolutely useless. I don't know what the point of that was. I mean, you could have had at least one more match with the time they used for that stupid segment. I know, and this was an ongoing thing all night. I, uh... <laughs> I know, if they would have tried to do that in one shot, it might not have been as bad as it ended up being. I mean, they may as well get rid of the uh, the current theme, Wild and Young, and just bring out American Gladiators, because that's what this show is becoming, really. I, I mean, well, next week, are we going to, are we going to, like, have to dodge the NXT pros uh, just to put balls in the baskets? I mean, are we going to climb uh, the obstacle course? I mean, what are we going to have the big thunderous cage that you have to run around in? I mean... Are these the NXT challenges that we want to see on this particular show? I'm thinking no. Not me. I I hate it. So. Yeah, yeah, not not a big fan. I think we started things off uh, with the uh, <laughs> with the stick challenge, as CM Punk liked to call it tonight. Yeah. I believe we started off with. Uh, do you remember who the first two were? No, I I forget. It was so crappy. I just forgot it. I think it was Otunga and who was it? It was Otunga. Shit, I don't know. Bottom line, this this, this shit sucks. Yes, it does. I, I had a shitty stream tonight. I kept losing it back and forth. I know that uh, Otunga lost. I know that the winner of this whole challenge ended up being, believe it or not, Skip Sheffield. Yeah, I. It, I I was upset with the way they did that. If they just dragged it out by having a rematch. Like, who cares who won? So that was another mistake they made. Now, there were actually a couple interesting matches tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, a nice triple threat match, but before that we had a very good match uh, between Justin Gabriel and David Otunga, if I'm, if I'm correct on that. Yes, that, that was a very good match. And I love the ending to that match, actually. I mean, a good back and forth between both guys. The best part of it really was the ending where R-Truth was trying to, or was standing out there and uh, David Otunga wanted, wanted Truth to grab his hands so that he wouldn't get sunset flipped and pinned, and R-Truth was having no part of that. So uh, I, <laughs> I loved the dynamic of that. I like the, the tension that they're building between uh, certain aspects, certain trainers, and rookies on this program. Yes, and they're doing the same thing with uh, Luke Gallows and Darren Young, which is very good as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that was, you know, that was interesting when we got to that particular matchup. Uh, it starts off with uh, Michael Tarver coming out and cutting a promo saying that, you know what, I'm sick of all the bullshit. I'm the bulldog here, and I'm going to tear everybody up. I'm not playing by your rules. Of course, Carlito standing by his side. And he calls out any member 
whether it be NXT Rookie or NXT Pro, to come on out and challenge him in the ring. Of course, Regal's music hits. Most of us were pretty sure it wasn't going to be Regal, and of course it was Big Skip Sheffield. Uh, yep, 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 what it do? So uh, so Big Skip comes out and runs his mouth a little bit, and they decide they're going to have a match, but no, that's not the end of it, ladies and gentlemen, as uh, CM Punk and the Straight Edge Society, accompanied by Darren Young, come out. Punk talks about how Darren Young has been impressive in the last couple of weeks, and, uh, you know, he's looking for competition as well, and not only would he win the stick challenge later on the night, he was going to win this match as well. So it became a triple threat match from that point on. Very good back-and-forth triple threat, in my opinion, uh, with things ending rather peculiarly as Luke Gallows runs down and throws Darren Young off the top rope. And it backfires because Darren Young ended up pinning... Uh, was it Skip Sheffield that got pinned? Or no, it was... Yeah. Uh, or wait, no. hmm. I think it was, but I, we, I could be wrong. Well, either way, he got the, he got the pinfall, so... It was interesting, to say the least. Yeah. So very well. Done. Yeah, I thought so. So I mean, Darren Young didn't win the. Uh, okay, yeah, it was Tarver that got pinned. Skip Sheffield got clotheslined by Gallows on the outside. That's that's right. Like I said, I had an in and out stream, so I'm going to be kind of fuzzy with my uh, my facts tonight. Uh, then of course we moved on to the finals of the uh, the stick challenge. Yes. Unfortunately. I don't know how you feel about this, half, but when this whole NXT product started out, I was kind of digging it. I liked yes, it. I told, I told you that in conversations that I, I loved it. I, I thought it, the first three, three episodes were like really good, and then they started doing all the reality-type challenges, and it really went downhill. You know, yeah, I mean, really, the, the keg toss was, you know, was kind of blah. Then went from that to the uh, the promo cutting thing, which really wasn't even promo cutting. It was just let's go out and talk about stupid topics, you know, like butterflies and rainbows and you know stupid shit to to that you know level. And to me, that was another failed attempt. At least tonight they tried to add a little athleticism in it, but it really did turn into to me an American Gladiators season one kind of ripoff. I would agree. And so I was a little disappointed with that. Uh, the main event, however, ends up being Chris Jericho taking on Heath Slater, which was very surprising. A very good match, actually. I didn't get mm-hmm. to see a lot of the match, but I heard it. And just listening to the, I, I, go ahead. I was very surprised that uh, Slater got the roll-up flash pin there. Yeah, you know, I was too. The the fact that that Heath Slater got a win over uh, over Chris Jericho to me is a major upset and, and a major adv- uh, advantage for for Heath Slater going into this contest. I mean, you know, Daniel Bryan has had his opportunities and and come just a little bit short uh, against a guy like Chris Jericho and the Great Khali, both of whom are former World Heavyweight Champions. And Heath Slater, the one man rock band came out on top with a roll-up as a counter to the, uh, to the walls of Jericho, which was very surprising that, you know, a, a up-and-coming rookie is going to be... It kind of reminded me, in all honesty, of uh, the whole Razor Ramon 1-2-3 kid angle that they played out in 1993-94. I, I was too young for that, so I, I'll take your word for it. 
Well, go watch some WWE 24-7, and you'll find out what I'm talking about. Um, okay. They, they had it. I mean, obviously, that was Sean Waltman that was the 1-2-3 kid. And that's yeah, how he pretty much got his big break in the WWE at that point. Um, but it reminded me a lot of that. Now, the thing with Slater, he's been pretty impressive the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and things are making me kind of lean toward him a little bit because he's really been solid every week that he's been in competition, whether it was last week where he had a, a great match with Kane, this week he beats Chris Jericho. I mean, so I think he's going to be in your top four when this thing is all said and done. I'll also I say, uh, I also have to say that David Otunga, in my opinion, has been impressive lately. Uh, he Ever since he hosted Monday Night Raw, he's really gotten that bit of charisma. He's gotten that, that star quality going on. Uh, not great in the ring at this point, in my opinion, but I think he's doing very well, and he's getting himself over uh, from, a, from a charismatic character standpoint. I would agree, and the Slater thing really surprised me because out of all the rookies when the show first started, I really didn't think he had anything that was really workable in the company. So now about, I'm, start, I'm starting to change my mind on that. Are you talking Otunga or Slater? Slater. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of him uh, initially, but he, he really has stepped it up and uh, improved quite a bit. And I'm actually impressed with this kid. I think that he's got potential. I was really impressed also tonight with Michael Tarver cutting the promo and making the challenge. I mean, the gimmick that he has right now with the I don't give a shit what happens, whether I win or lose a challenge, because I'm going to win this con this competition. Uh, I'm liking the attitude. I'm liking the promo that he cut tonight. Very good that promo. Was, that was very good. And, of course, uh, I, I'm still very high on Wade Barrett. He's. I think it's either going to be him or... or uh, Daniel Bryan winning this thing and I know people are like why do you think Daniel Bryan is going to win it because he's dead last in the polls well look at everything he's done granted they've got this whole feud ready made between him and the Miz they've got this internet flame war thing going on between him and Michael Cole and it does seem to focus a lot on Daniel Bryan on this show so um, I, I don't know I mean right now it, it's coin toss there's three or four guys that I think could come out and win this thing well, that's why I think Daniel Bryan might actually get eliminated in two weeks because they might try, I was thinking they might try to, um, like, get him, have the Miz, like, do an open challenge and then have him, have Daniel Bryan accept and then win the United States title on Raw, like, next week, or three weeks after he gets eliminated. Or a week, or two weeks from now when he gets eliminated off the show. So they might actually get him eliminated, in my opinion. That's a good point. I mean, that, that could go down. But, uh, you know, things are definitely getting interesting. I just, again, I'm not a big fan of all these ridiculous challenges. I, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. This, this show went from being a very good show when it started off. I like the concept to now that we're incorporating these ridiculously idiotic challenges into things, it's really watering it down. And I don't really know if it's because the WWE could give two shits if this show continues, because the rumor is it's going to be gone by September. Uh, I mean, obviously, with SmackDown signing to go to the Sci-Fi Network, who knows what's going to happen with NXT. I know they were trying to shop around and get it on Bravo or, or some of these other ones, uh, other stations that uh, that are in this contract that they have, obviously. 
with uh, is, is it NBC Universal, I believe. Yeah, they were trying. Yeah, and they were trying to get it on Bravo from what I heard or something. I don't know. Yeah, and I just I don't see this show going to Bravo. I don't see it picking up a fan base on Bravo. I'm pretty sure that after this season, NXT is is a dead product. I would have to agree, and with all the reality show stuff they're doing, I really wouldn't miss it unless they got rid of it. Unless they got rid of all the reality segments and stuff. So. Well, you know, and I've said this before. I think. And Pillman actually makes a good point in the chat room that WWE is just filling dead airtime with NXT right now. Well, yeah, I mean, they ended ECW. They wanted a new concept. They wanted something different. I really think that if they wanted to make this show successful, they should have patented after uh, the old Tough Enough formula because regardless of how many people were watching the show, I thought it was a good concept at the time. And, you know, even when it was on MTV or whether it was on, you know, whatever station it was on at the time, it was picking up viewers. It had a little bit of reality based into things. It was very similar to what the UFC put together with the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, that's obviously where they got the idea for that particular show was from uh, the WWE's Tough Enough. So I feel like they've taken a step backwards rather than go ahead. I don't think they want to do the Tough Enough thing again because I think that they um they don't even though most people know all the secrets and things that go on i really don't think that they want to make it they i think they found out that they made a mistake by showing the backstage end of things on tough enough yeah that's a good point uh julian is asking in the chat room what happened to maven the last time i saw maven he was on the home shopping network as uh as a talent there so Definitely, uh, Maven has, has improved his line of work since he left the WWE. Yeah. But you know what? I think that, that's pretty much it for NXT. Did you want to talk a little bit about what happened last night uh, from a live perspective at uh, Monday Night SmackDown? Yes, actually, I would. Like, from the moment it started, it was like 9.01, and people were talking about getting refunds already. They, they were some, one of the... Like, the worst crowd I've ever seen as far as, like, bitching about everything. Well, they, did, did, did you feel like that the, the Triple H promo went, like, way too long? I do, but I also realized that they they needed... Now, looking back at it, they only had, what, three matches? So they had so much time to fill, it was just ridiculous. But that's, If they would have had... If they would have put like another match or two on, I would have been. I wouldn't be at. I wouldn't want my money back as bad as I do. I would say that. Well, okay, but see, that's the problem, and, and I know everybody. And I, Trey and I both agreed last night that we have to give them some sort of audible, uh, obviously because they didn't have the raw crew in the country, and that was a major disadvantage. But here's my thing: they've known about this for days. They were pretty sure they weren't going to have the raw crew back for this show. They had the entire SmackDown crew, practically, to do something with. We got three matches out of the deal, and way too many unentertaining uh, skits and segments that just fell flat on their face. Will Forte, as MacGruber, as the host of this show, was absolutely horrible to me. I mean, it would have been fine if it was Will Forte, as Will Forte. He could have done some MacGruber skits. Yep. But but you but you knew that as soon as as soon as they said the captain the Groover he was going to come on in the Groover. 
There's no way. I mean, they're just stupid that way. If they would have just came out and said, oh, it's just going to be Will Forte from whatever, it would have been different. But they came out and they said the cast of MacGruber, so it didn't surprise me that he came out as MacGruber which, in any way, shape, or form. Which, and here's the thing, okay? MacGruber isn't even a funny skit on Saturday Night Live, much less that they made a fucking movie about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Saturday Night Live has not been uh, a show that, that's been in its heyday for for many, many years. I think really the last time Saturday Night Live was was a major show that I enjoyed watching was back when Dennis Miller was still with them, back when Mike Myers was still there and Dana Carvey. You know, back then in the yeah. late 80s, early 90s, things were still funny. And really, they have gone so far down the tube, I'm surprised Lauren Michaels keeps that show around. I mean, really, there's no cast members that are worth a shit on that show anymore. So to really make a movie out of anything is ridiculous to me. I would agree. I said the same thing when I saw it, but apparently they're they're going full bore of it. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess they needed somebody to fill in. Right, that's that's the yeah. only thing I can think of. Um, <laughs> I'm just glad that next week we don't have a guest host. The one thing that did annoy me though was. At the end of the show, when they went off the air, they did this whole thing with Triple H and The Undertaker, and they made it seem like, oh, they were going to have a match, and then the SmackDown crew just attacked them, and that was the end of it. And the ref got tombstoned, and they went home, and everybody was happy. But I would have liked to have seen a dark match between the two of them, because I thought that would have been awesome. That would have made up for all the three matches we got the entire night. You know what? I agree. I, I And I told Trey this last night. If I were booking the show, I literally would have made it Monday Night SmackDown. From, you know, from bell to bell, it would have been SmackDown. And I would have put on the best shows possible, or I would have put on the best matches possible to make that show a success and make the SmackDown talent shine out. Because, like I said last night, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of fans out there that don't watch SmackDown. That are, that are typically Monday Night Raw viewers and could give two shits about what SmackDown has to offer. In my opinion, SmackDown had an opportunity last night on the USA Network to showcase what they could do and the talent that they had and even the possible talent that could be drafted to Raw next week. And rather than do something uh, creative, something that would benefit the talent and the fans, we got to see three matches and a bunch of boring, unentertaining shit on the show. I know, and I paid, what, $300 for it, so... Exactly. I, I mean, the only shining spot last night, in my opinion, was Undertaker and, uh, and Jack Swagger. That was, that was awesome. That, that, that I loved, but the rest of it was just... Ugh. I don't even know what to say. No, I, I mean, that was a good match. And when you look at it, I know a lot of people are bitching about, you know, well, Jack Swagger's lost clean to, you know, two former world champions in the last couple of weeks. Well, But he went like a half hour with The Undertaker. It's not like he squashed him in five minutes. Well, exactly. And, you know, does anybody really think that Jack Swagger at this point in his career is going to beat the Phenom, The Undertaker? When a guy no. like Shawn Michaels just got retired by The Undertaker? I mean, 
Randy Orton is another one. As as possibly over as Randy Orton is, the heel that he is, the face that he's becoming, the the scale of a superstar of a Randy Orton. Jack Swagger is not in that echelon yet. He is the world heavyweight champion because he cashed in money in the bank. But to lose to Randy Orton, I don't think hurt him at all because he made a rookie mistake and Orton caught him in that RKO. I, I would agree. So, you know, and, and, and honestly, at Extreme Rules, I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, Randy Orton is not going to take that title from Swagger. Although, and they're saying it in the chat room right now as well, just as I'm thinking it, I'm pretty sure that Randy Orton is getting drafted to SmackDown. And I hope to hell that doesn't kill him, because every time Randy Orton goes to Raw and gets a push and he gets drafted over to SmackDown, it completely kills his gimmick. It kills his character, and he's, you know, just kind of left hanging there. I'm hoping that he's over enough right now that it's going to make a difference for that brand, but I would rather see John Cena go to SmackDown, and I've said that for weeks now. They need to make they need to make John a heel as fast as possible because it get he just gets so boring every time I see him. <sighs> well, I know. I mean, I, I kind of miss the old uh, you know thugonomics, you know, chew on D's nuts, you know, let me let me do a rap about you. John Cena that, you know, we haven't seen since 2005. I mean, when I was going into Raw yesterday, somebody passed me and they had a John Cena sign and they didn't know that the uh, that they were stuck in Europe and I told them that he wasn't there, they almost cried and I laughed at them. Oh, that's awesome. I love watching the WWE when they have a guy like Batista just dominate the hell out of, out of uh, John Cena. And just leaves him laying in a pile, and and they always crack to the kid on the camera, and he's crying because his hero is just you know beat down. I love that stuff. I really. No, but do. I to- I told her this, and she was like, "Oh no, I'm leaving," and I laughed. Well, you know, for the benefit of the John Cena fans, at least he did show up on the uh, on the Titantron and cut a promo. Yes. You know. That's... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, that's another thing. They had, uh, they had the ability to broadcast from overseas. Wouldn't it have been interesting for them maybe to put something together over there, maybe a couple taped matches to air on Raw, you know, like live from the U.K. or something? I mean, wouldn't that have had some sort of dynamic to the show last night? Yeah, I would have been, I would have been fine with that because even if, um, it's not in the arena, and I'm not watching it. At least there's matches that I can enjoy on the big high def screen they have, and I can follow it with people that went with me. But the way they did it was just um, I wasn't impressed. Well, I mean, it, it sucks for you because you you did pay a, uh, a large amount of money to go to the show, and you know, <laughs> thanks to Mother Nature, you you kind of got screwed here, but. There is a uh, silver lining. I mean, you can get the money back. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try. We will see what happens. I mean, out of all the shows that I've, out of all the Raw shows that I've been to, I mean, I was at, I was at the Raw show in 2002 when Eric Bischoff got hired. I was at um, the Raw where, where William Regal um, turned off the main event and pissed everybody off. Um, I was at the Raw before. Before the after the Royal Rumble in 2000, 2008, 
And out of all the shows, this was definitely the worst raw I've been to since I started going to shows. So, because nothing of note happened. Not even on the SmackDown end of things. But what are you going to do? I'm trying to remember the last Raw that I went to. I think it was in 2005. And I think it was right after the Royal Rumble. Or maybe it was before. I, I can't remember. But Batista had taken on both members of La Resistance and stuck the flag in one of them's ass in the middle of the ring. It was from Oklahoma City. That's awesome. And I cannot remember if that was... I think it was after the Rumble, or may, like I said, maybe it was before. But that was the last Raw that I can remember attending. I've been to several SmackDowns over the years, but... Now, I went to my first pay-per-view last year, which was Night of Champions, and that was... The, I liked that show. The only problem with that was they had too many um, heel versus heel matches on that paper, pay-per-view last year, and that was the problem because the crowd was dead the entire time. You know, the only pay-per-view that I have ever been a part of, or been at, was the, uh, and this was in Little Rock, Arkansas, the only one that Arkansas has ever had, quite frankly, uh, was No Mercy from 2002, where they had the unification between the Intercontinental and World Heavyweight title, between Kane and Triple H, and also had the uh, Hell in the Cell match between Lesnar and Taker. I have that pay-per-view on DVD, that was a good pay-per-view. Yeah, I was there live, and... uh, that was memorable for a lot of reasons. One, because Jericho went to go do the lion salt and fell flat on his face because the rope broke. That was a fun atmosphere to be in, too. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about, Hef, before I take my first commercial break of the evening? No, not, not really. It was fun to be here because I've never done this before. So, yeah, I had a good time. Thanks for having me. Hey, you know, welcome anytime. Like I said, this guest host thing, we're going to do this every week, and uh, I'm glad to actually say that I've had two successful guest hosts. Uh, last week was uh, was a no-show, so uh, we won't count that one, but, you know, I'm looking forward to more of this in the future, so, uh, you know, I want to thanks I want to thank you, Hef, quite frankly, for, for uh, you know, signing on and coming aboard. No problem. Anytime. All right, brother. We'll talk to you later. All right. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the Hef from the uh, SNS eFed, STW, if you will. And uh, always good to talk to him. With that said, I think I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the first commercial break of the evening, come right back, do some video game talk with uh, the sensational Sean, and I think it's going to be a good time, because I'm looking forward to uh, the Splinter Cell review. So with that said, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Their marbles and play things and at half past four they're 
class. She pulled up her dress and she showed them her ruffles and laces and white fluffy duck. She said she was learning a new way to bring up her children so they would not spit. While the boys in the barnyard were shoveling refuse and litter from yesterday's hunt. While the girl in the meadow was rubbing her eyes at the fellow down by the dock. He looked like a man with a sizable home in the country with a big fence out front. If he asked her politely, she'd show him her little pet dog who was subject to fits. And maybe she'd let him grab hold of her small tender hands with a movement so quick. And then she'd bend over and suck on his candy so tasty made of butterscotch. And then he spread whipped cream all over her cookies that she had left out on her shelf. If you think this is dirty, you can go f*** yourself. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. My name is The Nemesis. And you're listening to Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexy, with Unplugged. So, what the? Guys, what's happening? Guys, anyone? Uh, yeah, we got a problem. Dude, what's happening? We, uh, we lost the feed. How can you lose the feed in a recording? Uh, I don't know. You're fired. Oh. Maybe it's just better if we... Plug it back in then, shall we? Since someone decided to unplug it. Ah, much better. This is Unplugged on Sunday Night Showdown with Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay with the NXT recap, and Sean with his video gaming reviews. Touch that plug and I'll oh, kill you. Not doing no, I don't care what you're doing, you just don't touch the plug. Qualifications, not even if you beg. If anything goes. WWE Extreme Rules, live Sunday, April 25th, only on pay per view. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Gotta cut you down Sooner or later Gotta cut you down Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news my head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee He spoke to me in a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sleep He called my name and my heart stood still When he said, John, go do my will Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter 
Tell them that God's gonna cut them down. Tell them that God's gonna cut them down. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Well, you may throw your rock, hide your hand. Working in the dark against your fellow man, but it sure as God made black and white. What's done in the dark will be brought to the light. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell 'em that God's gonna cut you down. Tell 'em that God's gonna cut you down. Tell 'em that God's gonna cut you down. Guys, we're back right here. Unplugged Sunday Night Showdown dot com. Ah, oh, nice relaxing commercial break. But we don't have time for a break. No, we just had our break, ladies and gentlemen. Joining me on the phone line, powered by Skype, he is the man, the one, the only, the sensational Sean, my gaming guru. What's going on tonight, buddy? Nothing much. How's it going, JJ? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's been an interesting night for me, quite frankly. I, I've been in a most of a mood, most of the day, but uh, other than that, I'm fine. Well, at least when you come here, you get in a better mood, so we don't have to have the bad mood all, all around everywhere. So I'm glad you're here. Glad to hear you're doing very good right now. Yeah, man. It's all good, man. Oh, yeah. Before we get started tonight, there's something that I want to say. I've been kind of going over this in my head for the past week and a half, two weeks, and uh, after a talk with CJ, I kind of wanted to say something. Last year, about this time, I didn't know I'd be here doing this right here, doing Unplugged with Mr. J.J. Sexy, my, the, the host of the show. I didn't think I'd be here. I think I'd be I'd just listening to shows like, I, like we were. Well, coming up now, I've met a lot of great people on here. I've loved doing this more than anything. But the people are the ones that I've I've enjoyed the most, and I've got to say I've got a I've met got a lot of friends on here now. Um, CJ, Mike, Josh, the one I'm calling my brother from another mother, Mr. JJ himself, and even Crelly. I'll give it up to Crelly. Um, I've met a lot of great people. I've had the most fun doing this, and uh, I just got to say that I am happy to be a part of the SNS uh, family. Um, a lot of these guys, I don't think I'd want to be here if these guys really weren't here because they actually make it a lot of fun to do it, to do this 
to do anything with this network, which is a network since Harmony called it a network on Sunday. But uh, <laughs> I've enjoyed everything that we've done. I am happy with everything. I mean, it's... I've I got to say that uh, most of the time I'm looking forward to coming here on Tuesday nights because I know I get to see my boys in the chat room. I know I can I know I get to hear Mike call in and try to give me crap like usual. But I enjoy it, Mike. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not quitting. That's not coming up, so don't worry. Uh, I just want to say that it's an honor being here, being on this show, being on this network, and I consider all of y'all part part of the SNS family, including myself. So I want to thank y'all, and thank you, JJ. I want to thank you for that. I mean, that was uh, that was really cool and unexpected. I wasn't expecting that, and I I do appreciate it. You know, one of the things I'd like to say is ever since you know we myself and the trade dog were uh, unceremoniously let go back in January. Uh, a lot of things have changed, you know, for me and, and for Trey, and a lot of friendships were kind of broken from that situation, and, you know, I'm not going to come on here and talk a lot of shit. I said my piece a couple weeks ago because I needed to, and I don't feel that I need to say anything else. I know that certain members over there like to continue to run their mouth, and I'm not going I'm not, to I'm not respond to it because it's not worth it. I just look at it like this. Those that live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Again, I wish them the best of luck over there. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I've I've got no problem with any of them over there. I've had no problem. Well, I've I can't say I've never had a problem, but I don't have a problem with them now. So I mean, good luck to them. I definitely think uh, things are going good. And to Crelly, I since you said what you said a second ago, um, yes, you have an ego. It's bigger than the website, but don't worry. We won't fire you. We won't fire Mike either because guess what? Most of us, our egos are are bigger than the website, and we love it. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> yes, JJ, we won't talk about your ego, which is already taking up the second room in my house from Canada. Yeah, I was actually thinking today I might go get a fan page or two. You know, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> That's something I haven't done yet, but apparently other radio show hosts have, so, you know, what the hell? And, and and I better watch it because I don't want to get a, you know too big a head. I might decide to do a uh, a show on video games and start an eFed, and who knows? It would all fall apart from there. So, uh, you know, that's just the way it goes. But uh, let's move on to the gaming review or the gaming news segment for this week. God help us. God help us all. Um, this week we're doing Splinter Cell Conviction for the 360. Um, coming into this, I want to say this straight off. Uh, I never liked Splinter Cell. I played it. I just didn't enjoy didn't enjoy them in the beginning. When I played Conviction, everything changed for me. Splinter Cell Conviction has basically changed me from a not a fan to a huge fan. I mean, it's it's definitely experiences I've ever I've had in a long time with a stealth game. Um, I didn't play the last game, so you have to forgive me if I don't know the story behind it, but they actually catch you up to the story pretty fast with, um, with, I forget, with Sam's daughter, there we go, 
Sam's daughter being uh, killed in the last game, apparently. Um, he's gone from third echelon, and he's on his own. Uh, in this game, you're, you're not wearing all this, all this little special gear. You've got a gun in the first parts of the game, and you've got a mirror that you broke off a car. In the first two games, that's all you got. Or in the first two levels, that's all you got. So you're kind of like just running around here like, yeah, I'm, you're, you're not exactly going to say, oh, I'm a huge badass. This is what I'm going to do. You're actually running around, so trying to be like, I've got to get past this guy. I can't let him see me. He may try to kill me. You're just trying to get past him or taking him out so you can get to the next next part of the level because it's definitely you don't want to get caught because you get caught you've basically got to get away from all like a ton of people um i think second level i was playing through and i got caught once and i had 12 different people all of a sudden come pouring out of the rooms trying to find me and i was just like oh crap i've got to get out of this room and it was just one of those things where you've got to jump out a window, you've got to run into another room, you've got to shoot out the got to shoot out the light bulbs or something. You've got to get disappeared kind of quick. And it it takes a second before you can actually figure out what you're going to do because this game moves at a pace that it catches up with you in a heartbeat because you'll be in one spot and you'll get caught and then it'll show your outline of where you are. And if you can get away from that spot quick, you're going to be good. You're going to be away. You're going to not going to be found. They're going to go to that spot, look for you, and you can possibly try to flank them by going around them or something. But if you get caught trying to leave that spot, then they're going to follow you the entire time. And it's just one of those moments where, oh crap, I got to get away. I got to get out of this area. I need to go. I need to go dark in this room or something. And as soon as you get away, you, you you take a breath of relief, but then all of a sudden, they've these guys got these flashlights, and as soon as one hits you, you're like, oh crap, I've been spotted, and you've got to get away from that area. I mean, it's just, you've got to get away. I mean, it's a lot of stealth involved in this game. You can't just shoot everybody and hope to get away. Uh, it's not like that. I, I really think that Splinter Cell Conviction definitely, definitely changes the stealth genre, really. Stealth action genre. Um, with the cover, the stealth itself, the way that the game is played. Um, some of the stuff actually in the game is really good. The story the, the story mode is extremely awesome. It was fun. It was enjoyable. Um, it took me a while, but apparently it's kind of short, but I didn't really see the shortness in it as I was playing the entire time and just enjoyed what I was playing. Um, there's two other parts. Uh, there's Deniable Ops, which I have been playing a lot of. Um, Deniable Ops is where you're thrown into several locations um, and you either try to eliminate every single person in, that, in the zone and you've got four to five different zones you go through and if you're caught by anybody they automatically call in reinforcements. So... If you got ten guys starting out and you're caught by the first person, he calls in ten more ten more reinforcements, and you've got twenty guys you have to eliminate, which is extremely hard. Um, my first game, I played through the Russian embassy, and I was 
I was killed four times on the first the first zone alone just because I couldn't silently take down the third person. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy game. Pretty crazy uh mode. It's definitely one of the modes that lengthens the entire playtime of the game because I actually stopped playing the story just to play Deniable Ops. And I did that for several days and then I was like, you know what, I gotta finish I gotta finish the story mode and I went back and finished the story mode. Um, another part which I haven't myself had a chance because no one has it, no one else has it except for X, who's on my list, uh, is co-op and multiplayer. Um, you've got a Xbox Live player match, and you've got uh, party session, which you can play the co-op story mode. Um, I haven't had a chance to see it myself. Uh, X has said it's extremely awesome, and I'll have to take his word for the moment. I'll hopefully at some point later on, um, maybe next week, have a little bit quick review of the co-op and online play. Um, Out of renting or buying this game, if you own a 360, this is a game you definitely need to have in your your library of games, I guess. I mean, it's really good. Uh, I'm actually going to probably end up buying this down the road because right now I'm kind of switching between my pre-orders, trying to get all my pre-orders over to my new store. But uh, it's definitely one that needs to be bought. Sounds awesome, man. I'll have to check that one out. Uh, It's definitely, like I said, it's definitely one people need to play and people need to own. It's just amazing. Very cool. Yeah, you know what? That's I've always been a fan of the uh, the Splinter Cell series. Is it as far as the gameplay? Is it similar to some of the other Splinter Cells, or is it kind of a revolutionary new uh, new style of gameplay? It's definitely a lot more revolutionary. Um, I'm not, I don't remember much from the other ones. Like I said, I haven't played one in a long time, but. Uh, the cover system is extremely well done. Like you, you'll be hiding behind a box of crates, and if it's blacked out in your area, the entire screen goes black and white. Um, if your spot, if your um, if if it's lit up in your area, like there's a light right above you, and it's shining down. Um, the, the the game's in color, but if you get into, get into cover quick. It's black and white. So, I mean, it's really cool. Um, the stealth system is, uh, like, as soon as you're spotted, if you shoot out a, uh, a light bulb, all of a sudden here comes uh, guys with flashlights looking for you. So, it, the gameplay is definitely amped up this year, past the point of uh, what it used to be. Well, that sounds pretty fucking cool. I, I definitely, I'll probably try and rent this in the next week or so. It sounds like it's... Uh Pretty amazing, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, no other word for it, really, at this moment, is ama- other than amazing. It's a lot of fun. Very cool. So it's it's a definite pickup in your book. Yeah. I'm, I got it from Gamefly for uh, for rent. I'll probably be keeping it because it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, actually, if you, if you even rent the game, you'll be... Uh, there's DLC every Thursday. Really? Every Thursday, you go to the extras, you take a look at what's been released, and you get you get something free every Thursday. Well, shit, that's not bad at all. 
Uh, no, it's uh, I think the past Thursday was a new gun, which was pretty cool. It's a, uh, a one-handed uh, silenced machine pistol or machine gun. Uh, it's pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool. Actually, uh, I have some breaking news that Crelly just sent me. Mm. Interesting. Breaking news from Crelly. I wonder what could it be. <laughs> Actually, Crelly just sent me a message. Uh, of course, Crelly is from uh, the official news source of SundayNightShowdown.com from HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. Uh, Joey Mercury has made his his uh, WWE return tonight in a dark match before the NXT and SmackDown tapings um, in Uncasville, Connecticut. Mercury lost to Shelton Benjamin. He was re-signed by the WWE at the end of 2009 and is expected to appear on SmackDown soon. So there you go. Joey Mercury is officially back with the company. So hopefully sometime soon we'll be uh, we'll be seeing uh, Eminem back together. You know, at the rate they're pushing John Morrison, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Bring back a good tag team from before. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. Yeah, but why do we want to do that? I, I think, uh, like I said, Morrison's got a lot of potential to be a single star, and you know, let's let's run with it. Let's give him an opportunity to do so because it seems like every time he gets the momentum, they kind of pull it out from underneath him. So, yeah, I'm just I kind of want to watch SmackDown some. So, <laughs> I, it, it sucks that I don't have it, unfortunately. But hopefully soon, if when, if it goes to a new channel, I'll be happy. No, it's going to Sci-Fi, so it's that's that's already been made official. So okay, good. Then have, I get to watch it. Yay. Well, if you have sci-fi, then you're good. Oh, yeah, I got sci-fi. Definitely. Um, before we get to some video game news, I wanted to talk about uh, Deadliest Warrior, Warrior came back tonight. I watched a little bit of that. I, I, I watched one particular episode that dealt with, or I saw parts of an episode that dealt with the, uh, the IRA and the uh, Russian Sputznaz. Oh, uh, yes, the... That was the last episode of the first season, I believe, where they had the Modern Warriors face off. Um, Russian Spetsnaz versus IRA with the Spetsnaz, of course, winning by coming down to the last guy. Um, That was a really good episode. Tonight's episode featured um, the United States SWAT team and the German GSG9. both were similar in training, um, but the weapons were the coolest parts. Uh, the SWAT team took away with uh, the assault rifle, the shotgun, and the close combat taser system that they had. And then, uh, actually, guys, you're you're you're, ta- you're talking about last season, but they actually had a new episode that was the. Who is the deadliest warrior of modern combat? Uh, if you watched it tonight, it was the episode that came on before um, the new deadliest warrior came on. It was eight thirty to ten o'clock. Go check it if you don't believe. Um, but SWAT team came away with the assault rifle, the shotgun, and the close combat close combat taser system, which I have never seen before. It was thirty six tasers. Uh, on top of each other, and then when he presses a button, all the tasers deploy at once. Which, I've been tased many times. I've been tased about seven or eight times. It hurts. 
I can only wonder what this system feels like because you've got multiple probes sticking into you at once. Sean, um, Sean, Sean, yes. hold, hold, hold the phone for whoa, 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 hold, hold. You've been tased multiple, dude. If you would stop stalking women, they wouldn't have to fucking uh, tase your ass all the time. What the fuck, man? Um, yeah, no. I was trained to be a police officer at one time, and I was the guinea pig for the tasers. Now, let me, let, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you something. When you got tased, did they tase you in the nuts? No. 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 No, no, no. <laughs> Your teacher should have been fired, because that would have been the first place I'd have tased your ass. I'll have to uh, hook you up with a friend of mine. He He's tased his friend several times. He, he hasn't tased me, and if he does, I will punch him in the face. But he's tased uh, several people down in the nether regions, and it's apparently, from what I've heard, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not the most electrifying experience of your life? <laughs> I mean, just think about it, Sean. You can get tased in the nuts. And be the most electrifying man on this network. Yeah, I'll leave that to you and Trey. I don't want to take over that part. Oh, I would totally, I would totally tase Trey in the nuts. I wouldn't think twice about it. <laughs> Without a doubt, if I had a taser, I'd totally tase him in the nuts. Oh my lord, that's just not even right. We call that fun in Oklahoma. I'm sure you do. Um. Okay, I'm, I think I remember what it was. Um, the uh, the GSG-9 went away with the sniper rifle, which was a pretty nice sniper rifle, i got to say. Actually, I think I take that back. I don't I don't remember what the, spe- what the GSG-9 had, but uh, they won one. The SWAT team won three, and then when they did the... The um the what's the word? I can't think of the word. The simulation, that's what it is. The simulation for it. Uh it was extremely good. Uh SWAT came away with the win. Uh it came down to the last guy, which I expected to happen. Um the GSG nine guy went to check the back of the SWAT van and there was a there was an SUV parked nearby. And the SWAT guy got out of the SUV with the automatic shotgun and just blasted the guy from behind. I mean, it was a great shot. Um, for some reason, the shotgun had a scope on it. I'm a little freaked out by that, but it was pretty cool, nonetheless. Very cool. Yes, it's it's definitely going to be a good season for TV shows. You know, and I like The Deadliest Warriors. It's one of the, the shows that I like to watch on Spike TV, and they actually are making The Deadliest Warrior video game, which I'm actually intrigued on. I, I'm iffy on that game. I've seen clips of it, and it looks like a action game. But, excuse me. a uh, Just a fighting game. That's what it looks like. But Reminds me of Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah, basically. It was reminds me of Mortal Kombat. And I'm iffy on it. I may pick it up at Blockbuster or something, but that's about it. It doesn't look like a game that's going to pique my interest extremely a massive. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. <laughs> I didn't say I was excited. I just said I'm intrigued. <laughs> I want to see how if it's going to be the cluster that I think it's going to be or if they actually do have some uh, interesting aspects of gameplay that'll make this title 
uh, worth picking up. So we'll, we'll definitely have to do a review on that one when it comes out. Yeah, a lot of people have said, uh, a lot of people, like, uh, I'll, um, Joystick had a uh, preview of it, and they said they were ama- kind of shocked by it. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty cool. But I'll probably pick it up from Blockbuster when it comes out, and that'll probably be about it. So we'll definitely give a review for that when it comes up. Uh, so getting some news, because there's some stuff to, that I definitely think you want to hear about. Um, actually, X just dropped the bomb. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 has been announced and will be coming out in 2011. Oh, hell yes. I am so looking forward to that. There is a trailer up on Joystick.com if you get a chance. I have not watched it myself, but it's coming to the PS3 and the 360 spring 2011. Which is cool, because this year we're actually getting uh, another Street Fighter uh, 4, basically. Super Street Fighter 4 is coming out. So, Yeah, Oh, I don't really care about that crap anymore. Street Fighter lost my interest this year. It's just wasn't what I was expecting it to be, really. Well, it'll never compare to Street Fighter 2. Sorry. Street Fighter yeah. 2, hands down, the best fighting game ever made. Whatever iteration that you've ever played, whether it was the Champion Edition or Super Street Fighter 2, they were all fucking awesome. But I'm still partial to the original Street Fighter 2. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I remember having the the uh, Super uh, Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo, and I miss it. Now, see, like... My favorite characters to play in that game, like, I'm a huge Ken fan. I, I love oh, Ken. Yes. Ken is, is my favorite character, seconded by Zangief, because you got to love the big Russian wrestler that fucking wrestles bears and is scarred for life. And used to, I would make Zangief on every iteration of any wrestling game that I ever bought. Unfortunately, I didn't make him uh, in the newest SmackDown vs. Raw, but you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'll make him as a surprise entrant in one of the matches for the E-Fed one day. You never know. I could just see <laughs> Crelly laying a, laying a can of whoop-ass, or at least trying to, on Big Geef. That would be interesting right there. I'm pretty sure Zangief would pick up Crelly and like, you'll hit me, I hit you, and smash him right through the mat. That's the only thing I'd see. Well, at this point, if I made, uh, if I actually made Zangief, maybe he'd be the one to take the title from Psycho Mike. Oh, that'd, that'd be a good match. I, I, I can see that match. But no, I, you know what? I am totally looking forward to uh, to Marvel vs. Capcom 3. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, Um. along with that, they announced a uh, Bionic... Where'd it go? A Bionic Man Rearmed 2, I think is what it's called. Yeah, it'll be for the arcade. I I I didn't play the original that they just came out with recently, but uh I heard good things about it actually. I'm tempted to once I get an updated uh hard drive or once I try out the the USB port for the 360, I'll probably say okay, this is worth the download, this is worth the buy or whatever. It'll be a little while, though, because I really don't feel like wasting a USB drive on my 360 right now. Uh, StarCraft 2, if you are a PC gamer, StarCraft 2 was giving a adults-only rating in South Korea. 
they're still trying to figure out why it was given that. I don't know why it was given because it was given a over 15 rating. Uh, that that was announced by Blizzard South Korea. Why I was giving adults only is beyond beyond imagination, really. No, you weren't just called out, Mike. Don't worry. We were just talking about a match that could possibly happen very soon in the Fed between you and Big Zangief of Street Fighter Legacy. Uh, He's so paranoid that Psycho Siciliano. I I don't know. Um, Activision or in Infinity Ward. Uh, a few more people have left Infinity Ward. Um, I haven't seen any news on where they went, but they've they've still got about a hundred people in house for the development, and they're they're working on Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. So I did not call you out, Mike. I didn't. Just ignore Mike. <laughs> Everybody else. I didn't does. call him out. No. Um. Couple, peop- couple more people. I think they're up to a total of about ten people, maybe more, that have left. Which some of these were the top guys in Infinity Ward. Um. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three be a lot different than what Modern Warfare Two and Modern Warfare is themselves. Uh, 7-Eleven, if you live near 7-Eleven, just hearing 7-Eleven during a gaming news story is just great. Um, 7-Eleven will be, now be selling video games, used video games, at $20 and below. You know what's funny about the whole 7-Eleven thing? Like, <laughs> to be quite honest, uh, usually, and, and I've had problems with this over the last couple of years, uh... You go to any of the gaming forums, like I like to go to GameFAQs.com, especially when a, when a game is coming out that I'm really anticipating, like, say, the the SmackDown versus Raw series that comes out every year. Uh, on occasion, there are games that, you know, come out and are delayed here in Canada, and people are talking about where they're getting them in the States. And I have heard more times, more often than not, that people are picking up copies of games. They're breaking the street dates at some 7-Eleven stores. Don't know where that's happening, but I would love to find out because if I could get my hands on a game that they're breaking street date on, 7-Eleven just seems to be the place to go get it. Um, I've, from what I've seen, a lot of uh, places in New York do it. Um, I got a call from a friend of mine who was uh, who was in actually NYC itself. Um, he went to the local 7-Eleven to grab himself a drink. He saw the game that he pre-ordered from GameStop. And he was just like, how much are you selling that for? And they were selling it for $20 less. It was... Crap. I think it was Fear 2 for the for the 360. And he was just like, you're selling that for 30 bucks. I'll buy it straight now. Straight up, I'll buy it. And they're like, yeah, here you go. And it was two weeks before it was supposed to come out. I wanted wow. to drive up to New York that instant and buy that game because I had pre-ordered it and I missed it. So that's crazy. It is. Um, the DX DSi XL, the new handheld from Nintendo, that's twice as large as a DS Lite. Which for some reason they decided to go with the DS Lite instead of the DSi or whatever. Um, outsold the PSP in March. Um, 
DSi XL sold 141,000 units, while the PSP, all the PSPs combined, only sold 120,000, which sucks for Sony. Pretty much. Uh, there was something else, uh, and we'll skip that story. We'll skip that story. We'll go straight to Warner Brothers acquires MMO developer Turbine. That's interesting. That it's it's definitely one of the crazier things I've heard today. Um, for everyone, if you don't know who Turbine is, they they create Lord of the Rings Online and Dungeons and Dragons Online, which has pretty much became a big hit because it's free to play now. I think you can just go. I think you can just buy a copy and you can play free online. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Um, they've acquired them. I'm pretty sure we're going to see some new stuff coming out between both of them. So hopefully, very soon we'll see at uh, we'll see something good come out very soon. Um, there was something uh. To Crowley, I know you probably want to know this. Battlefield DLC comes out tomorrow um, for you, since you're in the UK. Uh, you'll, you can actually just buy. It's a kit that lets you get new stuff um, for the entire thing. Oh wait, I forgot. Crowley's on the PS3. PS3 is coming out later on. Crowley, sorry. But for the Xbox 360 users who have Battlef- Battlefield Bad Company 2, you can pick up the entire kit. For uh, 440 points, uh, but it's also a Dr. Pepper reward type thing. I'm not entirely sure what that crap is, but if I'm allowed to buy it, I'll just buy it. Uh, <clears throat> Sucks to have a PS3, huh, Curly? <laughs> oh, um, the rumor going around now, right now, um, a while ago... I think I made a comment that Arkham Asylum 2 was being re- re- was being done. Um, the rumor right now is Mr. Freeze and Talia Al Ghul will be in Arkham Asylum 2. Mr. Freeze will be in the next Batman Arkham Asylum game. And you'll be voiced by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Actually, JJ, I can't believe you just said that because the picture on Joystick is Arnold Schwarzenegger holding the big diamond. And he's like, oh... This looks nice. I Victor Von Freeze, Batman. I will freeze your balls. Frosty, get me a root beer. Um, that's all the gaming news. Uh, other than uh, StarCraft 2 coming to Mac, uh, the StarCraft 2 beta coming to Mac uh, within the next few weeks. This one's for one. <laughs> this one's for one minute. Get to the chopper. Do it. Do it now. Put the cookie down. Do it now! Oh my lord! Oh, wow! Pillman says if he it's, wasn't drunk. He call in. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time, Pillman. So as long as you don't stay on the line for thirty minutes, you're good. True that. True that. Well, I tell you what. Why don't we take a quick commercial break? We'll come back. We'll take some phone calls. We'll wrap things up, and uh, yeah, just kind of talk about whatever. We might even talk a little bit about the EFED. That's. Uh, Almost fully done <laughs> this week. I just, I have, all the matches are taped. I have one taped segment that I need to do, which won't take long. And I'll have everything done. And when I go to bed tonight, I'll go ahead and upload the last two pieces of the puzzle. And it should be complete by later tonight or first thing in the morning. So, 
I'm only I'm only a couple of days behind. <laughs> it's okay. Only a couple. That's okay. Yeah. Tonight, hell freezes over. <laughs> I could okay, not. I think it's break time. It's totally break time. With that said, we'll be right back with more of Unplugged, JJ Sexay, and the Sensational Sean. Get to the chopper! Do it! We'll be back! Mushroom, fire flower. Now you're playing with power. Hey, black nerd, what's your game? What's the video system you claim? Nintendo, that's for me. Gotta get my hands on that. Ooh, don't need me. A PS3, can't afford an Xbox 360 with 250. I'm in love. I found one in stock with me mode and nunchuck. I'ma buy me a Wii. Ooh, Wii. I'ma Take it home with me. Look into my TV. Now I get my internet. Right up on my TV. Say we playing Nintendo. Oh, 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 oh. A Super Paper Mario. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh,
Now I get my games up, oh With virtual console download We play Nintendo Oh, 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 oh A Super Paper Mario Trying to do the umbrella. Aww, slap now, Mo Hawk Elephant Wario. Where for your help? Make smooth moves. Form baton. Form baton. Do the samurai. Aww, slice now, janitor. Tug a war. You can play we by yourself. I'ma buy me a Wii. Ooh ooh, I'ma take it home with me. Hook it to my TV. I will spend all of my dough Put anything my Nintendo We playing Nintendo Oh, 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 oh Shigeru Miyamoto Oh, ooh, oh, 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 oh Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. Right, I am the man with the plan. I'm back right here, unplugged live, SundayNightShowdown.com. Of course, I've got the sensational Sean, the gaming guru of greatness, on the line with me. And at this point in time, boys and girls, we're going to open up the Skype line, the phone lines, if you will. Just add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype account or give us a call at 501-588-7957 and interact with both myself and the sensational Sean. Before we actually take a phone call, though, um, there was one thing that I forgot to completely mention. Uh, it was announced uh, last week by, I forgot his name, that the the DS, 3DS that's coming out that Nintendo is doing is possibly their next portable console that they're coming out with. Um, I, I saw a few clips of this, and it looks really good. Um, what you do is, if you move the screen side to side, if you move the screen to the left, it's it's coming out some. If you turn, turn it to the right, it's coming out. It looks really good. Um, if you get a chance, take a look at this thing because it's definitely looking up to what could be Nintendo's next best uh, handheld console. All right, with well, that said, we actually do have a caller on the line. I think it's because he has me on speed dial. Uh, welcome to Unplugged. Who is this? <laughs> I do not have you on speed dial, god damn it. Oh, you're right. You just call 20 times in a show, right? <laughs> oh, shut the... Shut... Oh, come on. 
What's going on, Mike? It's not, it's not even remotely. It was more like four. Not even. Okay, I All exaggerated. Right? I exaggerated. So 20 was a bit much. 20 was a bit much. Well, that was 20 is when it's a Monday night and I'm trying to stir the pot with a certain uh, Oklahoma hillbilly pain in the ass who can't take the fact that he's not the world heavyweight champion. But I digress. You do. John, you have so you have something you need to discuss with me there, uh, my friend? No, you have but I uh, get... discuss with the champ? No. But if you get a chance to listen to the beginning of when I came on, you might actually enjoy what I said. Is this in regards to my World Heavyweight Championship belt? No. It's it's nothing. It's completely away from that. Um, if you get okay, a chance, excuse though, me. Let me get out of character for a second. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. If you get a chance... Uh, it's definitely more of the more emotional things I've said ever said on this show. So if you get a chance, take a listen. You may enjoy what I said. You may want. You may say something about yourself. You're not gonna. You're not going. Uh, you're not going Jimmy Jacobs old emo D.I.F.H. on me, are you? No, but Curly thought I was going to quit. So it was a great moment for me. Curly thought you were going to quit. Well, Curly's nuts. So Curly's nuts. Grab him. Somebody put his ass in a rubber room for the love of Christ. You know, okay? if you'd have quit, it would have been a great moment for Curly. <laughs> Curly's ego would have jumped ten sizes in less than two seconds. Well, Curly is already bigger than the website. We already know that. He needs to be put in future endeavor than the whole schmear. And yes, yeah, I mean, Curly, I'm I'm, about that too. And yes, Curly, I'm calling you out because I feel like whacking on somebody. So if you got the balls, get your ass on the phone and come in here and let's roll. All right? But you don't got the balls. We already know that. And if uh, if JJ's got speed dial destruction for me, I can only imagine what type of freaking bombs he'll drop on you. So just just do yourself a favor, stay over there and stay away from the ash, okay? Yeah, bastard. All right, listen. I watched this ridiculous display of of, of a show tonight, and. If you thought I was mad about it on Saturday last week on the Rewind when I... The only reason why I didn't scream my freaking head off about NXT last week on the Rewind is because I did my recap from, of NXT literally from where I'm sitting right now. And I got to go because some business has come up. I'll see you guys later. All right, there we go. Mike I heard is, security and that's all I heard. Yep, Mike had to go. It's sad. He'll be he'll be back though, I'm sure. So the phone lines are open once more. You can reach us at just add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype or five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. Crelly, no one's firing you. Don't worry. <clears throat> no, Crelly's a valuable asset. I can't I can't fire Crelly. He's a valuable asset, really. Well, he, he's one of my news guys, man. From headlocks to headlines. We got CJ for that there, even though CJ's not here. Well, that is true. I don't know what happened to CJ. Oh, and see, I just missed that caller, so. Damn! See what happens? A little slow on the trigger tonight, apparently. <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. I know what you want to say. That's what she said? I, well, don't. Because she did. No, I, I don't say that. that. I have no reason to say that. All right, let me take this call. Welcome to Unplugged. Who is this? It's none other than the international sensation and co-host of the Headlock Lounge, Chris Crelly. What's on your mind tonight, Crelly? 
Well, I'm sitting here half asleep, and I get called out by, by Mad Mike. I'm not sure what's pissed him off, but if he, if he wants to call me out for no reason, so be it. We both know that he'll get ass kicked by the trade dog come the next pay-per-view, and then he'll start crying on the rewind how he got screwed, and blah de blah blah and the chat will be full of spam of how much he wants to tell back. And then everyone will, and then slowly, slowly, slowly he'll go away and become a jobber. But I can dream. Wow. Um, by the way, Curly, I don't know if you know this, but you're involved in the 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 newest uploaded match, which is actually the intros for all six wrestlers, I believe. It's a battle royale for the first number one contendership. Uh, me and you are involved. So that means I'm going to last about 15 seconds. I, I, I did last time. Actually, it lasted 30. Oh, three. Actually, I, actually it, it's not a... Uh, it's not a Royal Rumble type battle royal. It's just a six man elimination match. So it actually does go a little while, but uh very interesting uh outcome to the match. I'm not gonna give you anything else other than that, but uh it's definitely a worthy main event for the show. Maybe this time maybe this time I just broke out a finisher because in my last four matches or so I've yet to use one. I don't think I've even hit a flipping signature move yet, so may maybe my guy's a bit a bit like Don Cena. He can he can only know four moves, and to learn a new one, he has to forget one an, an old move. So I suggest that I forget the, the uh, leg sweep because that's useless, and give me a finisher. Actually, Crowley, if I could be so bold to tell you what your finisher is, uh, usually uh, your finisher consists of you laying on the mat getting pinned. Oh, that, that or it's going over the top rope because because J- JSK just booted me over over it. But that's for a different day. Now I got to I got to saw uh, got got to see NXT. And by God, seriously, can't they just let it die? Really? I, I mean, it, it's bad. It's bad. I I was saying for weeks that give WWE creative a chance to book book Brian Daniels right. They've dropped the ball. Even if he does win NXT, he's lost all credibility, in my opinion. And there's just I just don't see a possible way that they can justify. Any of these challenges that they're doing, like the perch thing last week, did we even see way back new theme song like that like, like you won? No, we did not. Well, that's good. And what's up with this American Gladiators meets WWE meets pile of crap thing to open the show? I mean, what what did they want to get? What did they want to get for winning that? Um, they won a profile or something, some type of news bit. On WWE.com, which is why I think you were somebody was saying something about Skip Sheffield is there when you go to uh, yeah that that's pretty much what that's that's all about yeah you go to, you go to dot com and get raped by a big guy going yep 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 that that's what I do I I, just, I want to play this for ambiance the fact that you know NXT tonight was just like American Gladiators I feel like Larry Zonka and Mike Adamley should have hosted the show tonight. And and Hulk Hogan, or even Hogan, yeah, brother, brother. Tonight we got the stick challenge, brother. Well, oh, WWE has just dropped the ball. Just I try to be positive. That's my job to be positive. But when they shove this shit down your throat, and yet I know they've had to get back from Europe, and I know the Raw brand aren't back until tomorrow. We we give them a pass last night. The NXT people have the night off, so they should have been relaxed. It was a pile of crap. The only good bit being the shop pin, um, 
by the one-man rock band, I can't remember, can't remember his name, being Chris Jericho, I do give W credit for that. But apart from that, they, they need to hurry up and get this over with because it's one hour of my life that they owe me, that they, that they, owe, that they owe me back already. Well, they do have one guy in SW from um, Barry Griffin. So I actually saw him live at an, um, an indie show last year. And he's fucking phenomenal. He, he's like David Tista, but with talent. Oh, so then he's not like Rob Terry. No, Rob, Rob, I saw Rob Terry live at, 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 at the same show. He was bollocks. But Barry Griffin's is, if, if given his actual gimmick, which is, of course, being a gladiator and book the right way, just let him be, let, let him be him. And he'll be fine, but I hate I hate to be down on the whole product because I'm trying to be positive. But when you get fed two bad nights of wrestling in a row, you 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 have to sit here and wonder how WWE are going to make are going to make up for this. I, I know they I know they got extreme rules. That's if John Cena can get back from London. If not, screw it. Just do half the show in London, half the show in America, and make it fun. But, well, well, hold on, hold on. WWE has an ace in their sleeve. Now, bear with me here. I mean, just just hear me out. I know people are going to think I'm crazy, and that's okay. Because you it's not it. the first time someone has told me that I'm absolutely nuts. Here's the thing. You can still have the Batista and John Cena match, even if the guys don't make it back from overseas. And here's how you can do it, okay? Bear with me. You basically paint Darren Young white, shave his head... And he can be John Cena for one night only against Batista. Because really, people won't know the difference. Isn't Batista out, out, on, war, out on the boat still with, with War? Is he? I, I've, I've, yeah, he's, he's still there. Oh, well then, in that case, you're going to have to run an arena. Oh, hell, just, just make it WWE presents FCW Live and... Give the FCW rookies a, a, a three-hour show, and hell, we'll probably get more ratings than TNA because apparently WWE can do that and put out a shit show and still get three times the ratings of TNA. Well, that just goes to show you that people don't know what's on on Monday nights. Now, granted, TNA's had shitty products for quite a while, but they they delivered a homer last night. They knock it out of the park and yet they still get a 1.0. I I think it's time, uh, and people might go crazy, but maybe it's probably time to get to get off Spike and find another network that actually promotes them. Because Spike's main deal in it is UFC, and Kings is there because Spike needs Spike need, need to show Monday nights. Well, let's put it this way. The WWE could have monkeys throwing feces at a wall all night, and they would still outdraw TNA Impact. Just because of the slot that they're in and the network that they're on. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what TNA brings to the table. They could bring Jim Ross to the broadcast booth as the third man on commentary. They could sign John Cena and they still wouldn't get the rating that Monday Night Raw does. And that's quite depressing in a day where, rest, where a wrestling can be fantastic and yet still get a 1.0, which to, to wrestling fans is like, oh, they, 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 they got creamed by WWE Raw when, it, when it actually it was Raw down. And I just, as a wrestling fan, I kind of find that worrying that WWE can put out a shit product and still get a massive rating. Actually, you could, you could really call that show Monday Night Smacked Down because... I mean, they did lose somewhat of a rating, and justifiably well, uh, so, they should have. Yeah, like I think they should have just had, had two hours of of, of Triple H making gay jokes and make, making jokes about CM Punk. I mean, that would that would be entertaining, or well, maybe Triple tri- tri- H versus the, the 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 ring bell dude for two hours in a, in a, 
Iron Man match. That, that would be interesting. Well, yeah, I was marking out for Frank the Sound Guy. I was, I was kind of hoping that he was going to have that match with Triple H and, uh, you know, beat him. I mean, if JR can have a victory over Triple H, then, then why the hell can't Frank the Sound Guy uh, beat Triple H in an Iron Man match? I mean, come on. I, that would have been more entertaining to me than, to be quite honest, the McGruber skits that we saw last night. The one match I saw was great. The rest of them were shit. You gave Drew McIntyre and Matt Hardy a two- or three-minute squash match, practically. I mean... Again, I understand the situation, but they had plenty of time to book a better show than what they booked last night. And I'm not trying to be negative or critical of the product, but that's just the way it is. I've been positive for so long, and I point out the positives. And I did point out the positives of the show. I thought the opening segment with Triple H was strong, but I thought it went too long. I thought that Undertaker and Swagger was a, was a good match. I thought that was the best part of the show by, you know, by far. But they really delivered shitty last night. They could have done a lot better. They had time to come up with a better plan. You should have just made it Monday Night SmackDown and went with it that way. Well, they like I said earlier, they they could have literally went back to London because they were staying in Belfast, but they came but they came down to London to cut promos for Seamus and Cena. Uh, sorry, literally just go back to the O2 Arena. It's still, it was still set up for wrestling, and just do an open door pause like okay, like front door sales. And they could still get 10, 15 people in, like, capable in there. Because when, when I went there on a, for tapings on Tuesday, it was sold out. The tickets for Raw in uh, November have sold out. They can sell anything. Right. And they, made, and they could have put on a, a good show just in the O2 arena. And yes, pe- people in America would have bitched, but just give them a refund. Because, hell, didn't they, didn't, didn't they do that anyway? Pretty much. I mean, there's a lot of people that are getting refunds tomorrow, whether they enjoyed the show or not. And you know what? I'd be one of them, to be quite honest. I was disappointed with uh, with what they had last night, and that's you know that's not me being negative. That's just being honest. It it wasn't a very good show last night. But I hope War doesn't lose too too many star people in in the draft because I'm going to War in November front row seats, and I'll be pissed if I end up seeing like guys like they've been Kurt Hawkins and. I, I, I don't know who, who else is doing war. It's been Jimmy Wang Yang and guys like that. Just I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. USA likes to have the deck stacked. Uh, I, I'm willing to bet the Undertaker gets drafted to Raw. I'm willing to bet Randy Orton goes to SmackDown. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities here, but I don't think it's going to be a weak roster on Raw because USA demands that they have a decent. That's why John Cena is not going anywhere. Because USA doesn't want to lose him. They they see him as the flagship superstar of this brand, and I'll, I'll never understand that. I mean, he is what he is, and he's got a lot of fan base as far as, you know, uh, the kids and, and the girls that think he's hot. But that's that's all the fan base that, you know, really caters to John Cena. And that fan group, uh, that fan base of women and young kids, that makes fuckloads of money. Like, I've said before, Cena is aimed at the kids. The kids bring their brother and sister. That's two tickets. They don't. They don't have to bring their parents. That's four tickets. They buy jerseys. So they've just sold four tickets and two jerseys instead of one ticket. And yeah. that's how they're rich. They are very smart at making business decisions. Anyway, I'll jump off so other people can can invade the show. Be sure to check out the Headlock Lounge Friday, ten Eastern. Sorry, ten five Eastern, where we have some special guests. She trained in the um, Dory Funk's um, training school. And she's also the sister of Carver, one of our co-hosts. Very cool. 
We'll definitely so, have to have to take a listen to that on Friday. So I'll see you guys later on, probably some point this week, when when, when my ear gets so big that, that I need to move to a different country just to contain it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I did that four years ago. Damn it! I, I think I think I think I might have to go move to Iceland because that flipping volcano is big, big, big enough to hold my ego for a few, a few days anyway. Like just until I get a few more interviews. Well, yeah, I was thinking if your head got big enough, we could actually just throw you in the volcano and you'd plug it. At least, at least now we know where where Samojo was. So, so Samojo was in was in that volcano. Yeah, that's possible. All right, Crowley, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Okay, peace. I uh, believe I believe Sean's still on the line. Yeah, there you are. You were yeah, so I'm silent. Here. So yeah, I'll let Crowley do his little thing, so <laughs> I'm not touching that one. So yeah, the phone lines are open again. Give us a call. Five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. Sunday night showdown on Skype. And Crowley's hung up. There we go. Yay. Let's see, I think we do have another caller coming on. Like I said, I'll have the EFED up ASAP. Like I said, it'll be up by tomorrow and uh I might just go ahead next week and Start on another one just to kind of make up for the fact that I'm late on this one, just so we can get more storylines going in. I've just been so busy lately. I haven't had a chance to get a lot of stuff done. It's been crazy. Mike wants a makeup call. What? <laughs> what, the, what do you mean a makeup call? You called in, you had to go. But whatever, the phone lines are open. I'm taking the first motherfucker that calls. Oh, and speaking of that, I got a motherfucker on the line. Welcome to Unplugged. Who is this? I heard you talking about me on the radio. I'm not going to come up there and rip your head off. Let me tell you something, there, Arnold. You better get to the chopper. I'm in the chopper right now. So let me call Jesse Ventura with his big fucking Gatling guns. And Iron Cheek. That's right. I will humble you and fuck you in ass. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I love the Iron Cheek. I saw a video of him with Kermit the Frog. And all I could think of was, Kermit the Frog, I'm going to put you in camel clutch and break your back, and I'm going to fuck you in the ass. <laughs> but unfortunately, that didn't happen in the video. Thank he, God. Wow. He didn't think of Kermit the Frog the way he thinks of B. Brian Blair, or the Warrior, or even Hulk Hogan for that matter. So, <sighs> go figure. So, what's on your mind, X? Uh, before I get started, uh, you have to follow Iron Sheik on or get him on Facebook. He he has the most funniest, awesomest status updates ever. Really? I want to interview the Iron Sheik. I want to bring the Iron Sheik to the SNS Radio Network for an interview on any show. I don't care if it's Unplugged, if it's Wrestling News Live, if it's Sunday Night Showdown. One of those three, I have to get an interview with the Iron Sheik because that's just gold right there. I, I, I can't even imagine how awesome that would be. I love the Iron Sheik. I'd be scared just to be on the line with him. I'd be like, um... Yeah, JJ, I'm going to walk this way while you just enjoy this little conversation. And uh, if he puts you in the camel clutch, just remember Clint. Well, the good thing is I'm way the fuck away from him. <laughs> this is a phone interview, so I'm, I'm sure I'd be okay. 
We'll throw the talent. I'll uh, um, we'll throw the talent for you, JJ. Uh, thank you, there, uh, X Goland. <laughs> yeah, I, I just blanked on the name. Fuck Bob Backlund. Fuck. Why the fuck did I not know that Bob Backlund? That's all right. Well, you know, and Skoland was the manager that threw the talent. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. You learn new things here. It's crazy. It's the craziest show ever. I, I don't understand how we're still on the air. What? Uh, it's the internet. You know, if, if chat roulette can still be on the internet, so can Unplugged. There you go. That's that's true. Oh, my. But X, why did you call in tonight? Why are you here? Oh, man, because instead of watching NXT, I played Splinter Cell. <laughs> yes, while I was, while you were playing Splinter Cell and they were watching NXT, I was watching Deadliest Warrior. So, yes, kudos all around for everyone. I, I except think for me the people and Sean who won. As I'll say, except for the people who watch NXT because you lost out. Don't make me play the fucking music again, Sean. Which one? I don't know what music you're talking fucking about. Fucking American Gladiators music. I'll play it again and keep fucking talking about this shit. That's okay. We'll go the rest. Of, I'll loop that motherfucker the rest of the show. Just keep fucking with me, Sean. <laughs> and you'll do it too. That's the problem. I felt like I could have taken. A, I, I literally could have taken a big crap in the middle of the fucking ring and put on a better show than I saw on NXT tonight. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much mentally quit. Well, I don't I don't want to say quit NXT, but I know Daniel Bryan's gonna win. I know he's gonna face the Miz, and he's probably gonna win the belt. Like that's pretty much all set in stone. It makes too much sense for the WWE to not do it at this point. JJ, you still there? I said true that. Okay. But say, like, you like you lost JJ. <laughs> I was like, it sounded like he was across the room. I was kind of like, um, JJ, you need to tell Harmony to go to bed so you can do the show. Yeah, well, you know, she leaves in a couple of days for for another two weeks. So, you know, she's <sighs> yeah, it's it's crazy around here, man. I'm telling you, Mister Mom will take back over very soon. Yeah. Well, it does suck, but hopefully soon it'll. You'll be done with that, and y'all can move to Toronto. Why would I want to move to Toronto? I don't know. <laughs> I just said it for the heck of it. Here in Canada, we actually call that the Middle East. <laughs> well, uh, let me just get to the real reason why. X, are you there? Okay, he, he wanted to say he got to the real reason why he wanted to call, and that was to hang up on us. That's what it sounded like. Actually, it sounded like it was, his Skype was messing up on him. Well, he'll, if he wants, he can call back in. Call dropped. The phone lines are open once again, ladies and gentlemen. 501-588-7957. And you can talk with me, J.J. Sexay. Apparently the most egomaniacal motherfucker on the face of the earth. And the sensational Sean. Oh, yes. I said that. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Uh, no, I don't, unfortunately. I'll I'll share Maybe. it with you once the show goes off the air. I'll tell you all about it. Because it's, yeah, it's not something I want to bring on uh, on the air, because I'm done talking about it. Uh, we do have another oh, caller. Welcome to Unplugged. Who is this? 
Alright, listen. I wasn't looking for a makeup call. I was just looking to finish my point since I uh, had to go due to the job. It'd be one thing if it wasn't the job and I was just fucking with you guys. But I was trying to actually come up with a legitimate point since I was stupid enough to uh, use the mobile app and check out the garbage that was uh, shown on Sci-Fi tonight. Um, and yeah, I, I thought the same thing that you did, JJ. The American Gladiators theme was absolutely fucking epic. That was the perfect way to, to even talk, to begin talking about that garbage. I It, it just... It, it 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 boggles the mind. I mean, I I was so pissed about it last week when I was talking about it on the rewind, and it's not going to be any fucking better this week. I mean, last week Slater gets his ass handed to him by Kane, and then this week he beats the uh, the former world heavyweight champion. Somebody want to tell me what the legitimacy on that is, and what's I don't know. It just really is unbelievable. Question. I know this is going to be a little bit like under the table type thing, but uh, I sent you an email, JJ, to check something out I was working on last night. Did you have a chance to check that out? Uh, no, I did not. I didn't realize you sent me an email. I'll have to go back and take a look at that. Uh, I was... Now, I'll, I'll talk to you about it off the air before I start talking business on the air. It's just little something I was uh, working on last night when I had the opportunity just to try and uh, make the internet virus that is uh, the Pro Wrestling Rewind a little bit more um, deadlier and more lethal than ever. But that's another story for another day. Um, Not lethal enough for you there, Mike? Nah, I'm one. Of, I'm. I won't be lethal till I'm the most hated motherfucker on the friggin' internet. I mean, that's the, that's my that's my goal is I want to be the most hated motherfucker on the entire internet. Well, fuck, how far you got to go over that? I thought you were almost I, there. Not much farther. I'm almost there now. I am almost there now. I know for one thing that there are guys right now, and let's see, in North Carolina, Oklahoma, and England that want to see me dead. Um, wait, 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 wait. I never said I wanted to see you dead. I never said anything against you tonight. Sean, 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 I wasn't referring to you. Yes, Sean. There's another another fucker in that that state that I was referring to whose name I will not mention. Oh, but I was not referring, I was not referring to you. Mike, you need to get more heat. No, I don't need to get more heat. I've got enough fucking heat already. I mean, come on. I mean, the only reason why my voice is low is I'm on the job, unfortunately. Otherwise, I'd be screaming my fucking head off like I normally do. Like, fuck, Mike's got more heat than a crematorium. That's another story for another. You know, you know what's sad? You know what's sad? When I had a split before, that's exactly where I went. That if, uh, I had to go put I had to go put somebody else into the fucking morgue. Well, that really didn't sound very good. Now did it? I'm sorry. All right, look. Um, one thing one thing leads to another. Um, I was trying to watch the rest of Impact. I wanted to see AJ and Flair, uh, AJ and Van Dam. I did not get a chance to see it, but I did get a chance to see more of the RVD Jeff Hardy match. And you know what? 
if TNA put the belt on RVD for his work over the last 48 hours, especially the match with Jeff Hardy, then so be it, because that was probably one of the most entertaining television matches I've seen since the Gold Rush Tournament uh, and Shawn Michaels, Shelton Benjamin, where Shelton ate that sweet chin music from midair. I don't know if you guys remember that spot. Oh, yeah, it's one of my favorite spots. So... That was this, that 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 match was as entertaining as I've seen in a long, long time. So Van Dam got the belt for his overall performance over the last forty-eight hours, and that match in particular. Hey, so be it. I mean, I'm I'm curious to know where uh, where they go with challenges now. But um, well, there, there's always we'll, Mr. We'll, Anderson. I mean, you know, it's always Mr. Anderson. No, no, not Mr. Anderson. Don't put it. You put Anderson in there, and Van Dam ends up with a busted left clavicle, and will end up with another with another screwball champion and another Russo-rific idea. So really, because you know, our RVD is one of these guys that likes to wrestle pretty damn stiff, and I can recall him busting people open left and right. You know, so if Anderson tries any of that shit with him, I'm pretty sure he'll get his ass handed to him. But you know, that's neither here nor there. I mean, obviously, Styles is going to chase this for a while, which is fine. And there's reports coming out that uh, AJ acted like a little bitch after he dropped the title last night. Now, that he just left as soon as he was done. He hasn't been talking to anybody. Uh, that he was furious that he had to, to job to Rob Van Dam last night. And he was pissed at RVD for not hooking the leg because he felt like it made him look weak. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but AJ Styles has been champion for seven months now. He turned into a heel character mid-run. Ric Flair became his manager, and he's won every match with the help of Ric Flair. The one night that Ric Flair's not there, he loses the title to a credible ex-champion in Rob Van Dam, and he wants to run out. And again, these are rumors that I'm hearing. And if that's the case, then I kind of lost just a little bit of respect for AJ Styles. Because I think putting that belt on RVD last night was the right move to do. They did it on live TV, for one, not pay-per-view, which was a brilliant idea, and they and made not, it mean uh, something. Sorry, JJ. Not they didn't do it on a um, on a recording, also, which I think that if they had done it on recording, it pretty much would have destroyed anybody possibly watching it. If the rumors that you just mentioned are legit then I've lost a lot of respect for AJ Styles myself. I've been a Styles fan from day one. I loved watching him in ROH Live when I've had the opportunity. But if he is crying and bitching like this after what transpired over the last 48 hours, and, and I can't dispute in any way, shape, or form what had transpired, I mean... I'll admit I scratched my head and wondered what the hell would they do, were they doing changing the title 24 hours after a pay-per-view, but the facts are, are, are what they are, and it was a, it was a good move to boost ratings, and it probably did boost ratings, and it was a, and it was a credible, legitimate title change. I mean, if AJ is bitching about it like that and is literally crying, then I got nothing, I got nothing but, uh, but, um, nasty things to say in that regard anyway unfortunately the sound from hell just echoed in the background so i do have to go this time 
Gentlemen, I appreciate the redo, not makeup, the redo on the phone call. Um, and all I got to say is um, one last thing. Trey, you're licking your wounds still? Uh, when when, when you coming for my belt, Trey? You ready? You ready for another ass kick in there, Trey Don? Mm-hmm. And Pillman. Pillman 9mm, you still out there? No, you're not still out there. Who else is out there who wants a piece of me? Hmm, who else is out there? Fuck Crelly. Oh, uh, fuck. Crelly. Crelly. Yeah, Crelly. Crelly, I'll turn. Crelly's only. Crelly's a stretcher man for Tenacious Snake. That's all Crelly's left over to be in, so that's it. So, all right, listen. As you, as you heard, the fire alarm went off. I gotta go do what I gotta do. So, gentlemen. It has been a pleasure, and uh, Double J, what I was trying to talk to you about before, I'll send you a shout-out on Facebook and give you the word on that, and uh, I'd be interested to hear your opinion, but uh, obviously we'll discuss that off the air. All right, Mike. Hasta luego, gentlemen. All right. Later, man. Later, Mike. So we're going to take one more call, and then I'm going to wrap this thing up. So uh, if you've been trying to get in, definitely this is your time to do so, 501-588-7957, and we're going to put this bitch to bed. And get the fuck out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. He it's said always, it. It's always interesting to have Mike on the show. <laughs> he goes, he goes like, from one extreme to the other. Yeah. I was, it was kind of weird because I was expecting the, the voice to get loud. Then I heard security. And I was kind of like, ooh, Mike's at work. This could be different. He's at work every, every night that... Uh, we have a show usually, so I mean that's that's nothing new. I mean, the job does beckon, and and I completely understand that. And that's you know I'm fine with that. To be quite honest, it's all good. Yeah, it's. I enjoy having Mike on though. It's definitely a different time for us. Now I do believe. Let me pull this up here a second ago. Crelly had also sent me some more news that I kind of want to break into really quick, uh, in regards to Daphne. I don't know if anybody else has heard this uh, this particular story, but Daphne's been released from the hospital after she was rushed there following a match with uh, independent worker Betsy Ruth in the Impact Dark match. She has a deeply bruised sternum and a severe stinger, uh, which is known as a spinal trauma, but no nerve damage. If you remember, Steve Austin got a, uh, a nice stinger when Owen Hart uh, gave him the pile driver back at SummerSlam 97 and caused temporary paralysis in the ring. And that was what they called the stinger as well. So, uh, you know, hopefully Daphne's okay from this. Sometimes those injuries do result in uh, some serious neck problems. So let's kind of hope that uh, the hottest goth chick on the planet manages to uh, to recover from this. Yes, I'm definitely hoping because I definitely don't want to see more from her. If she's gone, then I may stop watching TNA. Unfortunately. And I, I do have to say, however... Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I do have to say, however, that I didn't get to see all of TNA last night. I got home. I watched the stream a little bit at work. I got it on my laptop, and I watched the stream. I got to say, I was thoroughly enjoying it. I left to come home, and I missed Samoa Joe's return. I watched a replay of it today, and Samoa Joe coming back made me mark out more than anything, even though I knew he was coming back. I watched for that one moment. As soon as I saw him, I threw my hands in the air. I was like, yes, finally. And it was just one of the cooler moments to last night's uh, impact. 
You know, I was happy to see Samoa Joe back. I was glad to see Samoa Joe, not Sofa Joe, not I have a penis, you know, painted on my face, Joe, not I'm going to kill you and rip your head off, Joe, but Samoa Joe. That was kind of nice, because it looked like he, he was in a little bit better shape than the last time we saw him on TV. Have no idea where he's been, what's been going on with him, but uh, I'm glad to see that Samoa Joe is back, and, uh, you know... I got to be real honest. Sometime down the line, if Rob Van Dam keeps that title for a bit, I would love to see Samoa Joe and RVD. Yeah, that would definitely be a uh, a good match. Even though both would probably work pretty stiff, it would definitely be a good a good match to see. I, in all honesty, I wanted to see a uh, ladder match between all three individuals um, between Hardy. Uh, AJ Styles and Robin Dam. I thought that might might have been a pretty good match, but yeah. I... Well, you know what? I think that if TNA really wants to do something special here, I think that RVD is going to have a long title reign. I think he's going to have uh, many challengers come up. I mean, there's always Desmond Wolf. Uh, it's always floating around in the background. Obviously, Kurt Angle is gone for a while, but I would love to see in the very near future, possibly even the main event for Bound for Glory for that title, uh, just imagine this, a ladder match between Jeff Hardy and Rob Van Dam for that title. Now, that's if Jeff Hardy doesn't you know, get prison time. But I think what they really are going to push for is maybe a program with those two around Bound for Glory. I, I think that would be a huge match for them. Huge. Yeah, it would definitely... Um I would even buy that if if they did that. I would buy it and not stream it straight up because I would love to see a program between them two, and I would thoroughly enjoy just seeing Jeff Hardy versus RVD once again because we saw it for the hardcore title back in the day, and it wasn't a bad match back then, so it definitely would be a good good chance to see it again. It had its spots. Do you remember, remember the finish, or close to the finish, when... Uh, one of them was hanging off the belt, and I guess RVD tried to jump off the turnbuckle and hit him with a spin kick, and he completely missed him and fell yeah. right below him. I died. He whiffed a kick. Yeah. I was like, really? Did he just do that? That was awesome. What? That was such an awesome move. But shit happens, right? I mean, at the end of the day, what are you going to do? So. Yeah. <sighs> but you know what? With that said, I think it's time we get the hell out of here, Sean. Yep. I agree. I know you've got more Splinter Cell to play, and no, I've got I've got Bed calling me after we talk about whatever happens. So, okay, yeah, yeah, we we do got to talk about that. But uh, all right, well, that said, this has been another edition, of course, of uh, Unplugged with JJ Sexay and Sensational Sean. Want to thank the Hef for being the guest host tonight, and he did uh, did a fantastic job, Hef. My hat's off to you, buddy, and I look forward to talking to you again. And, uh, again, I will let you guys know what's up for next week with the next guest host. So uh, I don't actually think I have anybody scheduled in, so if there's interest, definitely send me an email. At, uh, I think uh, Pillman was asking to do it earlier. Okay. At uh, Sunday Night Showdown at Yahoo.ca, and we'll get things going. But, uh, yeah, if Pillman is interested, then I'd be more than happy to have Pillman. So we'll see how long this thing goes and, you know, by the time I'm done with this guest host thing, I'm pretty sure NXT will be over. So, Just saying, I don't have high hopes for this. And I know uh, 
Crelly says CJ wants to do it. So you guys get with me. We'll work out somebody for uh, for next week, and we'll continue on this trend with the guest host, the guest NXT recapper, right here on this program. So, guys, with that said, on behalf of Sensational Sean, The Hef, Mike Siciliano, Chris Kelly, One Man X, and everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I'm JJ Sexay, and you've just been unplugged. Peace. As for me, I'm sitting here completely naked after my bath. I'm just going to enjoy this waterlogged steak. After that, I'm going to polish off an entire bottle of vodka in less than 20 minutes, and then hit the town and punch out street lamps with a bat. I'm going to hopefully sleep with the first person I meet. I hope you do the same, even if you're a child or a recovering alcoholic or an elderly person. you got to live life, huh? Does that sound good? Great. Now you do me a favor. You stay classy and give me a call sometime. I'm at 646-424-9166. Hope to talk to you real soon. Run, get to the chopper. The show is over. Get to the chopper. The dogs are attacking. Get to the chopper. Run. Oh, sweet Jack Lord's hair. That's a mastiff. I have to remember to close the front door when I bathe. Oh, that definitely is a mastiff. Show.